AD, how's it going, man? What's up? I've been having this uh, predicament lately is that I've been wanting to kind of pick up a book that I could read. Yes. But I come across the same issue that uh, I don't have time to sit down there and read something on paper. Me neither. But I do have something on my phone that I could actually use to look at books that I've actually been interested in. What? Yeah. It is called Audible. It is a quick and easy app that you can download online anytime, anywhere benefits of having this there's a book that i was actually wanting to check out called body mind and mastery mm-hmm. um i do have the hard copy of it mm-hmm. but um i'm never anywhere where i can sit down and read the book yes. so when i'm at work and i do have downtime i can physically open up the audible app and take the time to actually read it without having to make any excuses on why i can't it's an app that's free that can be installed on any smartphone or tablet and not only does it not have just apps it also has podcasts mental health and awareness and many more to come is there any books that you've been trying to look into recently i mean i'm not much of a reader but hey, if you tell me I can listen to it instead of reading it, I got a few books. Uh, One off the top of my head, I want to get into the Mortal Instruments series. Great book that I uh, actually read paperback when I was a child called The Phantom Tollbooth. Some of you will know about that one. Oh, man. Also, there's the dust off of it. Fahrenheit 451, which was a great movie and uh, speaks greatly towards the time. So I like it personally just because like Lynn was saying, you can download it on your smartphone, on a tablet. You don't have to specifically just sit down and kind of like find a quiet place. Yeah, which is also cool is if you ever did it, at least with a lot of the hard copies I used to read when I would read Harry Potter, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, everything like that, right. is I would get a sticky note and <laughs> mark it as a book tab. With uh, the Audible app, you actually don't need to have a sticky note on hand because it will save your progression so you do not lose your spot. Yes, and like Lynn was saying, they offer podcasts, guided wellness programs, theatrical performances a-list comedy and exclusive audible originals that you can't find anywhere else if you can't decide what you want to listen to don't worry about it you get to keep your credit for up to a year's time use it to binge a whole series if you'd like Ooh. so uh i'm gonna start going into audible start finding books that i want to watch I've on the downtime that i have one some you want to watch i want to read <laughs> <laughs> you want to read i want to read you, you want to read i'm gonna read you, from you don't read I don't read. You listen. Oh, you do it's listen. It's an audio book. It's an audible book. <laughs> it is an audible book. You don't have to actually strain your eyes. You get to sit there and listen. My benefit of what this would come to is that I always have that issue of portraying what a character sounds like yes. when I'm reading it. Right. But with Audible Book, they actually have voice, voice actors acting. to covering yes. to. So I feel like that's a pretty cool Famous instrument Famous celebrities, all types of cool people. So you never know who you're going to get. Check it out. You can always, you know, if you want, uh, use our link, which is, drum roll please. It is www.audibletrial.com forward slash project airwaves again that is www.audibletrial.com forward slash project airwaves of course you're gonna get something out of it we're gonna get something out of it you get a book we get a book everybody's a little more intelligent for it so go go ahead go ahead and sign up sign up just go ahead and sign up it's free it's easy just just do it just do it it's okay and guess what you did good you did real good Official sound check. Fish or sound check. Fish. A fish. fish. A fish. A fish. Will sound check. Ol's sound check. <laughs> fish will sound check. Fish ol. Fish. Oh man. Cavill the fish. Yeah. Cavill the fish. Okay. Sounds good though. Looks good. It looks good. It sounds good. Make it feels feel good. It might be good. You need to be closer, man. I don't want to be closer. You always come in so low on the I mics, like man, and I good. sound like <clears throat> I'm yelling. 
Yeah, it does look like you're yelling. Yeah, it looks like I'm yelling. Oh, well, we're gonna have to make it like that. We're gonna have to just, make just, it like that, folks. He 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 don't care. No, I don't. He don't care. I am here. He what said, time is it? I Seven o'clock on the on dot. dot. I'm in my drop top. Cruising the streets. Oh, no, we're gonna get copyright. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah no copyright infringement. All right, Usher. Next time, I got you, bros. All right, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. I've been ready. I was born ready. Who started it last time? You, you. I mean, I usually started. No, I started it last time. Are you sure? Because I, I think if you listen back to our previous Oh, my episode, God. All right, we're going to start it right now. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Project Airwaves. This is Lynn. This is Dave. Back at it again. Swickety swoody. 2027. Coming for that booty. <laughs> we're calling it 27. <laughs> Today's episode is going to be a little bit more lax. I guess, I don't know. Series. No, it's going to be is it's going to be different. Different. Are we hitting different? Let's call it different. How, it, how would you clarify it as being different? <laughs> um, no, we're going to be getting a little more intra-personal. Okay. You know, considering me and Lynn are kind of introvert-ish, mm-hmm. while we do deal with people on a daily basis, on Lynn, a, more so yes. than me, I uh, used to be in that, you know, part of that work career area, whatever you want to call it. It, it kind of teaches you to be a people person where you watch and you're observing people, but also it kind of teaches you to look inward and see, like, what is it about myself that uh, maybe... Maybe I don't like or maybe something that I want to change. And so when me and Lynn were talking, sitting, I'm sorry, sitting down talking, trying to figure out what do we want to go over today? You know, um, something popped in my head right away. And I wanted to talk about the seven stages of grief. And so for a lot of you, if you're unfamiliar, the seven stages of grief uh, can apply to a, a multitude of things throughout your life. Mm-hmm. Numerous things. For me, I'm going to be specifically focusing on the relationship portion of it, I guess you could say, like that particular realm, because I'm very familiar with failed relationships. Thankfully, I'm in a very successful you know, wonderful blooming relationship, but I've had my fair share of, of bad run-ins with the bad type of woman, yeah. unfortunately and fortunately. I feel like we, we both have. I'm you know what I mean? I'm coming out of the tail end of, um, I guess, more or less a complicated relationship. It's coming along the lines of you really got to figure out who you are as an individual opposed yeah. to who you are with that other person. Yeah. Um. So you find ways to kind of I don't know, develop like patterns, like, you know, with the forms of grief, you, it's not so much like you said, when it comes to relationships, you're using grief as those seven steps of what you do to get through it. A lot of people tend to jump back and forth or they hold on to just a mid-step. There Some people can get stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's for the same thing for me and most people, it's like, I, anger is one of my biggest things that I have an issue with. And that is one of the seven steps. Oh yeah, that is. And so for really quick rundown, for those of you who are unfamiliar, the seven stages of grief are shock and or denial, guilt, anger, depression, kind of like. Um, the the turning point after the depression and finally acceptance. When I go through a relationship, it, it's about building yourself. It's about learning from past mistakes, potentially on your half or the other person's half and trying to figure out what you can do to better yourself. <clears throat> when I go through my seven stages, or at least in this, uh, my past serious relationship, I was in for about four years and it was right out of another relationship of about nine and a half to 10 years. I didn't like to be single. I didn't want to be alone. And so I never gave my time to go through the full, I guess you could say seven stages. It's different for everybody. Some people may have 10, some people may have three, Yeah. but you know, these seven stages really apply in a lot of the situations I've been in. And so I realized that I never gave myself time to really go through the stages and give myself time to heal and recover and prepare to go into the next uh, relationship, you know, with my head on straight and 
thinking clear-minded. It was, oh, I'm in pain. I'm alone. I don't like this. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to stay alone. So now I'm jumping ship into another Which is funny is I ship. use um, <laughs> uh, the people that are close to me, they they know this very well. Is I use, um, like, not eulogies. I'll use um, references or phrases or I'll give out scenarios. I have right. a lot of scenarios that I'll pick out to kind of, I don't know how to, to explain the detail because I feel like people don't know me enough to know where I'm coming from. So I'll break things down into how I talk. So I'll I'll use the the ship as as yeah. a, um, a platform <laughs> saying you know if I'm in a relationship and I'm starting I'm in the middle of the ocean I'm treading water I you know I find a boat a boat being AKA that person their boat is you know it's a little paddle boat nothing yeah. too too fancy my boat sank and wrecked and I'm right. still trying to figure out how to piece it together so you know I jump on shore with that person on that boat because I don't want to tread water by myself for long because I'm gonna drown right which is dealing with like a feeling of just being alone so yes. when you get on that boat you you know you turn that paddle boat into you know electrical boat you got nice rows and yes. oars and stuff like that and then you turn into a big boat and then you know it's and next thing you know is a freaking cruise ship yes you've got an establishment a home a house yes. uh, a foundation but what happens is you know the boat being rushed to be built starts to get little leaks and cracks and things start to fall mm-hmm. apart so this boat that was keeping you afloat starts to slowly sink back into the water mm-hmm. and as the the co-founder of that boat you get that mental fight or flight like fuck should i stay here and fix the boat right keep it together or should i jump ship right tread water see how far i can get until i can find another freaking boat what right. happens is we get in this loop especially me where when one boat sinks i start to tread water to try and find the closest thing because i feel like i never taught myself how to swim right and even though we're fully equipped oh yeah we're fully equipped i'm fully equipped to swim situation. to an island and build my own empire right. <laughs> i've gotten so accustomed to being in the ocean and going and reestablishing, aka relationship rebuilding a boat and everything yes. like that that that's my comfort zone right. so it's never i can't go through seven stages of learning how to swim you know aka your, right. your form of grief because i've always gotten to stage three or four of like all right i'm gonna find a way to make this work in my favor to where i don't have to deal with trying to learn how to swim right and that's the thing and that's what we were talking about people can get stuck in their own stages of grief or recovery so when i go through a relationship now that i'm older and i've been through some stuff and it really it takes longer for you to heal from certain things because your your mind's in a different place you know you've had you've lived some years you're a little more tired than you were life's not as active as it once was so some things can take a little bit longer to heal than others and so getting back to what i was saying with my previous relationship as soon as i got up my like 10 year relationship i jumped right into this four year relationship which is what we all do which which what we all yeah, do right yeah. you know we've we it's that fear of loneliness fear of being alone like i got my boys and everything but my boys can only take me so far mm-hmm. i have needs it, it became a thing where i latched on to this person because she in the beginning she was very helpful i was going through some legal issues and she helped me pay my rent after i lost my job and helped me keep up keep up with my car note things like that take me out to eat buy me gifts it you know it felt nice to be treated like a king when i felt like a lowly peasant living in the sewers as the relationship grew or at least as it grew in my my mind you know i wanted it to go deeper but at the same time i hadn't realized that i hadn't healed from my old wounds from my previous relationship so i'm going in it's, it's almost like you you went in with a full suit of armor mm-hmm. by the time the fight was done you have like half of your suit of armor on and you're all covered in cuts and bleeding and you're not even think about it like like a, like an rpg how often do you have the same set of armor right you, you know, know what i mean? mean from the first relationship i've got a bronze shoulder pad and then the next relationship i've got a steel 
chest plate. Right. And then, yeah. You know, you, you're a mix match. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're bringing a mix match. So you're covered in cuts and shit like that. And what do you do? Instead of giving yourself time to heal, sleeping it off, recovering, getting a new set of armor and going back into the fight, you take a quick shower, wash off the dirt and the grime, and then you jump right back into the battle. That's what I was doing. That's what I have been doing up until recently. You know, it was just like fight after fight after fight. And in my mind, I'm like, relationships shouldn't be this difficult. No, you know? no, it shouldn't. From, from how we grew up to understand things a relationship in and of itself really should be self-sustaining as long as both parties are contributing to the 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 overall completion of that relationship so what i had to learn the hard way was not in every situation are both parties going to try and if they are trying it's not always they're trying equally so it, it becomes a a tug of war becomes a, a power struggle a potential conflict of interest because you want something so bad that you're not willing to budge and that person is unwilling to give it to you however you don't realize that you're so unwilling to budge is because you have unresolved issues from your previous relationship or your previous situation that had they been resolved you might have been more flexible you might have been more understanding or confident in dealing with future situations so a lot of stuff that came up this particular relationship did turn out to be toxic and thankfully did end in time as things went on you know i realized that looking back i slipped up a lot um not to deserve what that person had done to me per se mm -hmm. but i feel like i missed a lot of red flags i missed right. a lot of uh opportunities uh to really to really let that person know where my mind was at what what i was really trying to do and i can only say that now because in my current relationship which after this past relationship which i was saying was i was in for four years i was single for about two and a half three years finally uh to give myself time to recover and, and kind of reconstitute you know re reformulate my plan of attack because i love being in relationships but i also don't love being you know mistreated taken advantage of disregarded you know what i mean i was talking to one of the guys at work today you know i was, I was working out at the beach um or the pool or whatever mm -hmm. and one of the guys was telling me um you know he he tries really hard to get into a relationship mm -hmm. and with these relationships he notices is it just me why is it fluctuating so low because you're not that close i am close there you go oh, i have to yell okay yeah, you gotta raise your voice i don't want to raise my say it with your chest. I don't want to say it with my chest. I feel like I'm yelling all the time at say work. Say it with your chest. Oh, yeah, now look at it. Now it looks like a freaking there earthquake go. is going off. There you go. So I was talking to to one of the guys at work today, and he was um kind of sharing his concerns with me about how he tried to he tries really hard to get in relationships, and he is he's a very unorthodox person. Mm -hmm. He um does like the cosplay and stuff like that. Like he's really big on dressing up as Deadpool, which is <laughs> but I mean he spends money on these outfits. It's it's identical. Oh yes, you put yeah. out like yeah, hundreds a, of dollars. A lot of yes. freaking money. But he he's, he's 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 a good guy. He's got a good heart. Like he he tries. He's very funny, really cool to be around. He's very confident in his demeanor when it comes to talking to people. But mm -hmm. because of that, he puts himself in situations to where girls that he is interested in yeah. are way above his level. Yeah. Um. And you know, he's not a bad bad looking guy. But with what happens is he really puts in his foot to try and make a relationship. He he's goes not, after that forbidden fruit. Yeah. And he's mm -hmm. not going in there just just to smash. Like he's like, right. you know, I want to date this person. So he was trying to for the last couple months. He told me his thing was that he told me he'd been talking to this girl for three months started kind of getting red flags that she was only talking to him for bits and pieces at a time mm -hmm. and then found out in between that she was already talking to another guy on another shift that was in security mm. and was semi with a guy that was also in security in another shift yeah. one day shift one swing shift one graveyard yikes and she was married but her husband was deployed so that she was, was running the yeah. circuit so she was just doing Damn. A it was just it was just it was a crossfit circuit Damn. i look at him i was like well how did like you know i felt like a dr phil thing so like so uh how did that make how you feel <laughs> 
How did that make you feel? And he's told me, he goes, dude, he goes, I'm fucking over it. He goes, I'm tired of being single, but at the same time, I feel like it's such a hassle to try and fight for it. And then, you know, one of the guys that was with me, he told me, he goes, you know, there's times he's married with, with two kids. He's like, you know, there's times where, yeah, I have the temptation to want to be single, but then I see what people have to go through to get into right. a relationship. And he goes, and I don't want that. Right. So where do you, where, you personally, where yes. do you sit? Where, where are the well, pros and cons to being single opposed to being in a relationship? And that's a very valid question. So I'm going to quickly go through my state, seven stages of grief on how I kind of came to this uh, evolution of to who I am now. The first stage of grief was shock and denial. Uh, I was definitely shocked when she, well, actually, I finally decided to break up with her. So mm-hmm. not only was I shocked at myself because usually I'm not the one breaking up. Oh, I'm no, I'm neither am I. Not with. a lot of people are. <laughs> so, you know, that, that shocked me. But at first, you know, the denial kind of came in. The denial was first before the shock because it was just like, no, no, she's not. She's not doing that. Right. She didn't She didn't just say that. Yeah. Like, no, come on, man. And then it was the shock like oh shit this is real i have to do something about this because it's becoming toxic the second stage was guilt because i felt like i owed this person something Which like is- i said she came to my rescue multiple times you know lynn knew her we were all really close at that time partially my fault because right. yeah, i introduced you because <laughs> I, I worked with her it's not about fault yeah. i mean it's just the type of women we meet in vegas they're mm. eh, whatever uh, that's a topic this is right yeah. L- later show but you know it, i felt and i felt like i had to pay her back and the way i was paying her back was to endure through some of the most ridiculous shit any man should ever have to be put through for a female just really quick it got so bad at one point she was cheating on me we were at uh her 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 father's house it got so bad that this dude had called her over 50 times sent her over 30 voice messages and 60 text messages he finally got tired of calling her and decided to come to the door knocking on the door this girl tried to convince me that this person was there for her sister until he started screaming her name at the door and at that point it was just like wow like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that checks you in like mm, <laughs> shit. Right, we are, uh, you know what I mean. So then after that, you know, the guilt was gone. I, you know, at that point, I was angry, but I was angry because I felt like were I you angry had, at yourself. Or you angry at her? I was angry on both sides. This, yeah. this, this whole the whole uh, relationship is a double edged sword because mm-hmm. if you don't handle it right, you're either going to cut yourself, or you're going to cut the other person. Correct. You know what I mean. And so if you're unlucky, all parties get cut and nobody ends up happy. Mm-hmm. I was mad at her because. I felt like I, you know, not even felt like I know I'm a good guy. I'm a good person, you know, and a lot of people say that, but I genuinely mean that when I say I feel like I'm a good person. And so when certain things happen, I just don't feel like it's necessary for you to take out your issues on that person. Like I felt like an innocent bystander. It's hard, man. It's you know really, what I mean? really, really hard to it's try difficult. and not to suppress your urge to want to. It is. I don't know what it is. But like, like I said, because I hadn't let myself heal right. from the past relationship, the wound was now twice as big because I wasn't it wasn't hitting me that I needed to slow the fuck down and give myself time to collect myself Mm -hmm. so I was already a broken glass being put into service in another situation where I'm just gonna get broken again I'm just a yeah it's like it's like being a mirror passed around to angry people what do angry people do when they look in the mirror they punch
much fucking mirror. Mm -hmm. So I was that I became a mirror reflecting them towards themselves saying, look, this is what you're doing wrong. I'm doing this wrong too. We're on even ground. So let's build off of that. Let's establish that we are both flawed people. Neither one of us are perfect and start building from there. She didn't want that. She didn't really understand how a man could be so understanding of her situation, which was just mind blowing, but whatever. Yeah, no, you, you become a unicorn to them. Right. You're, you're it, unique it made no sense. So then, of course, after I got angry, I tried to I tried to beg for her to come back and, you know, give me another chance. And, you know, I really think we can make this work if you just and, and she one of the last times we met up, she literally told me we can't work on getting back together. OK, let me give you some premise. She was in another relationship at that time. Just a few months after we broke up, she was in another relationship and she told me we couldn't work on us because I had an unfair advantage because me and her had history and her and this new dude don't. So I have an unfair advantage. Okay, cool. So then the depression kicked in because I'm just sitting here going, none of this makes any sense. And it's hitting me twice as hard, three times, four times as hard as it should have because I'm still suffering from my past situation. So then it became a a downward spiral of self-hatred, self-destruction, self-sabotage, somewhat not necessarily self-mutilation is more of psychological torment, psychologically tormenting myself by forcing myself into physically uncomfortable situations just so I could feel bad and hate myself. And that went on for a good six months to a year of me being single after that relationship. Of course, I had my my run-ins with, you know, uh, ex-girlfriends and things like that. I had my urges and my itches that needed to be scratched here and there. But thankfully, you know, I found someone along the way who kind of helped me through that time, not in a relationship standpoint, but just as like an, uh, an emotional support. Right. So after that time, you know, I had to rebuild myself because I was going through the, you know, fuck women, fuck relationships, fuck love, you know, fuck me. I don't, I'm not worth it. I, I, you know, I don't deserve people's love. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve that. And I lost a lot of, uh, surface friends. I like to call them like Mm -hmm. the people that just chill on the surface waiting. They're like fish. They're waiting for you to feed them. Your, 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 your inner circle, your inner circle of people that you tend to keep. You have the, the, (laughs) I was going to say rim job. (laughs) You have, you have the rim of people mm-hmm. on the outskirts of your. I, I took away the whole seriousness out of that. <laughs> you have your rim jobs on the outside. That uh, they tend to want to hover. Like I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. You, you, I, I've always had this issue of you know I'm I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. Yes. So yes, we are. Sure. I expand myself out to try and make everybody happy around me when I should be focusing more on what's making me happy and the people yes. that are in my inner circle. Yes. And until you know, until recently, until I got a little bit older, I started seeing the people that are around me consistently, whether I'm in a good mood or a bad mood, yes. whether I'm having my maximum greatness to my lowest of my low. Those are the ones that I want to keep close. Right. So then I do it become I like even at my job like everybody's more or less intimidated by me not just because you know I can fuck shit up but it's more along the line of these people are afraid of me because my my persona shows off that I I don't say a whole lot yeah like I you don't, don't feel anything. I don't feel a whole lot right. I have no emotion it just shuts down because I used to be very energetic in the life of the party we used to have parties all the all time, time yeah always go out and set up events and have these big parties and, and pay then out we of pocket adults. and then it just like when I started doing it I was like dude all this stuff that I was doing it all reverted it to me just all right well I'm, I'm still alone and by myself right. Or I have my my group of people and all, all the rim jobs are out in the fucking 
in the in the back bar not really doing anything for me anymore yeah. so you start to get to that point of like why am i entertaining these people that aren't doing anything to help me be better right and that's and that's where the depression part was yeah. was really kicking my ass because i know anybody listening to this and i've seen our analytics so you're 23 to 28 years old and with that much life experience you've been depressed once or twice with going through depression you tend to want to stoke the fire so whatever direction your emotional energy is pointed you tend to stoke the fire so that you can keep up that feeling well some of us unfortunately tend to point in a negative direction from time to time and we feel the need to continue to stoke that fire and so i beat myself down really hard and thankfully lynn came around and was like yo what what are you what are you doing to fix yourself you know what are you doing to better yourself and i was just like i don't know man i don't know what to do you know i want to go to the gym but yada yada he was like all right cool and and this is you can hear this i told this story back in some of our like earliest episodes lynn bought me a membership to the gym and was like look you need to improve your fucking self-image before you think about getting involved with anybody else Mm -hmm. you know if you can't love yourself you can't expect somebody to love you and then exceed your expectations because you're not even putting in the 50 percent that you need to to just get them over the hump i said that you said something similar to that that. (laughs) i sound so smart (laughs) you know you have your moments i have my moments you have your Uh, moments so he got me a gym membership and he's he's kicking my ass in the gym but i needed that to happen to show myself that look yeah you are weak right now but you can become stronger if you keep to it if you stick with it It, it's just so funny because in the gym failure is a good thing Mm -hmm. muscle failure means you gave it your 110 percent you have nothing more to give you are a muscle peak maximum lift failure that's it you're done which is crazy is that you when you start to compare how the gym can be similar to life failure is good because when you fail in the gym and you're tearing your muscles down you're building them to grow and it's creating growth the same yes. thing in life when you're failing in a relationship or you know your day-to-day mundane tasks exactly you're gonna grow from it if you learn to adapt to become better version of that. right so because we create habits our yeah. brain is a muscle yeah, yeah you know what i mean you create mental exercises for your mind to go through on a day-to-day routine and as you go your mind finds more efficient ways to do its day-to-day routine mm-hmm. because it's a muscle that's what it's doing it's working out it's exercising and so through going to the gym and seeing my body fluctuate becoming more what i wanted it to be i begin to see that it's not about stop waiting for somebody else to give me worth i have to give myself worth and then i have to let the person know i demand you treat me at this level of worth anything less than is unacceptable it's hard dude like it's I, difficult I, I've, I've gotten to that point now where it's like i start to put my foot down because i was uh I've, i mean i still relatively am a percentage yeah. of it i mean i become a yes man yeah you're a pushover I'm, yeah i'm like all right yeah you know i don't want to do something but if they're doing want to do it i'm like all right yeah let's do it right. like i would rather not hurt your i don't want to hurt your feelings right i don't want to cause a fight i would try to avoid the confrontations and the fights which would make the late relationship last right way fucking longer but at the end of the day there'd be a lot of miserable yeah miserable resentment yeah doubt so i got to the point now where it's like when you a lot of girls don't like to be told no so when you tell them like no i don't want to do it there they they throw a fucking fit it becomes it becomes a a clusterfuck why are you saying no now i was like because i don't want to do it well why i just i don't feel like it and 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 to give you some background of what lynn's talking about just really quick because you know a lot of people don't know our history like Mm -hmm. that when me and lynn go through shit 
it's 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 deep shit. We don't. It's never like, oh no, you know, I accidentally told my girlfriend a little white lie, and now mm-hmm. she's mad at me. It's like, bros, I I I kind of fucked around, and I kind of fucked up, and kind of hating myself right now. But at the same time, the women we unfortunately used to attract would put us in those situations. And no, I'm not completely taking the blame off of ourselves. I and Lynn hold ourselves fully accountable for any and all actions we did in that relationship. However, certain things were done beforehand to kind of cause us to go down that dark path of I'm doing things I shouldn't be doing. I'm doing things I'm uncomfortable with, but it feels good because I feel a certain type of way. And and, and you just want to, you almost want to hurt that person to let them know how much they hurt you. And so with me and Lynn, a lot of a lot of the girls we've been with, they're, let's just call them higher end girls. They're high maintenance. Mm -hmm. Let's just be honest. We've had some high maintenance ass girlfriends. Lynn goes after the perfect tens. I go after the perfect eights. And we always meet somewhere in the middle. And so, you know, a lot of these girls are used to, with their past, are used to be told, yes, they're used to being, used to being given every single fucking thing they want, no matter what, it will be given to them one way or another. And so with me and Lynn, we're a little more grounded when it comes to life and finance and you know going out and partying and shit like that you know we lived a we lived a lot of life from like 18 to 23 i would say me and lynn got a whole bunch about to say almost i honestly didn't slow down till 26 right we've lived yeah. like two or three lifetimes yeah it, was, <laughs> it wasn't like just the basic shit we were no, doing we were doing dumb a shit a whole of bunch shit of shit doing, and me. so with these girls they were demanding so much of us and yes we could give but when we asked for it back we weren't receiving and that's a problem it a relationship has to be more than just good dick than just good pussy than just oh hey he's really romantic hey she really knows how to you know stroke my ego it's got to be deeper than that and so i was trying to get something that wasn't there i was trying to go deeper in a pool that was only four feet deep i was trying to get to the six foot you know six foot deep side where i could you know float in the water and have a little bit of fun but this this pool wasn't that deep this was the kiddie pool and it wasn't going no deeper than four feet so i was looking for something that i wasn't going to find and I was forcing myself, Lynn as well was forcing himself to endure a negative toxic situation because we saw the potential for what the situation could be. Mm. That's where the double-edged, that's where you sharpen your double-edged sword is with the potential because you can, anybody can see the potential in something. Just because you see the potential in that person doesn't necessarily mean that person wants to live up to that potential. Correct. And so that's where me and Lynn got a lot of our battle scars where these people, these women were not living up to what we saw they could be and what they wanted themselves to be so it wasn't like a, oh I'm, i want you to be this and you're going to be that way no matter what it was they told us what they wanted and we did everything we could to make it happen and so when it wasn't happening or when it was happening it, it was almost like it backfired on us like they would get mad at us for showing them the the the, the light like it's, it's, you can be better it's a form of constructive criticism i'm very um, dominant when it comes to using that is that if i feel like there's an opportunity for someone to better themselves i give them that form of constructive criticism you have to to become better to do more to challenge themselves and it comes the same thing with relationships i've been told time and time again is that i have a a lot of people that i tend to be with i i, I do I'm, I'm an alpha I'll, I'll take over the situation and yeah. say and i'll put them in an uncomfortable situation if you have to to, to, to better themselves and they yeah. do they they grow and every relationship i've been in i've never been with someone that is that is just automatically perfect no like i know they're at the bottom i know yeah. that they're struggling so i get them up to that level because i would hope they would do the same for me and what happens is that you nudge them out of that uncomfort zone yeah 
yes. of the comfortable zone and yes. you know the constructive criticism and the, and the sarcasm and the directness becomes all right you know you're kind of being a dick now and but then they'll go and do it right and then like the equivalent of saying like trying to get your partner to go train at the gym like oh i'm only gonna do 15 to 20 pounds of something and they want to do it forever and i'm like yeah. well your body can't grow without putting it under strain in order to put it under strain you lift yeah, more weight, weight. <laughs> you put weight and you put weight on they're like oh i don't want to do it i don't do it you're being mean this is too heavy all right you know here's 20 pounds here's 25 pounds just do this one time if you can do it one time i'll leave you alone and then they do it and then they get better and better next thing yep. you know they're doing like 40 50 pounds yeah their body's changing their mental yes. state's changing they're becoming mentally but physically because stronger. you push them because you push them now you're a problem yeah it's like oh thank you for this but at the same time i don't like that you push me in that Go direction fuck yourself so it's like all right well i i've always used this, this um euphemism Euphem yeah euphemism on multiple occasions where i i compete it down to the rabbit hole yeah. of alice in wonderland is that if i'm in a relationship i know where my mental is going and i know from point a to point b where i need to be yes and when i find somebody 10 9 out of 10 when they're in the, where when we meet in a relationship they don't know what the fuck they're doing with their lives. yes so i tell you it's like hey this is what's going on i'm going down the rabbit hole yeah i want to see what wonderland leads to yeah you can come with me yeah you either need to match me in speed right. so we can get there right or you need to tell me what it is you need to plan so we can take a detour route and work on your thing right but if you don't have a plan i'm not just going to stay here and float in limbo no. on the other side when I you know what was the matrix it was the red pill that put you in the matrix and the blue pill got you out of it I think it was the shit yeah, yeah, yeah. oh no think. I forgot I think, I think it was the, the blue pill that got you out the red pill let you stay let you stay yeah so it's like you know I, I want to take the red pill mm -hmm. because I want to no no you want to take no. the blue pill because you want to get out I want to get out and mm -hmm. I want to actually see what the world actually is right. I don't want to just keep taking the fucking red pill and be like alright this is my life Right. I'm going to live it day by day you know 9 to 5 come home go yes. to work come home go to work yeah be a zombie be a zombie yeah. And a lot of people don't like that, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable mindset. No. If you're not willing to push yourself outside of the because box. Because they don't have to nowadays. No, they now don't. Now we have no. all these luxuries and shit. It and is, man. People it's... just don't feel the need to try hard. And, you know, like I said before, we're not bashing on all women. We're just talking about the relationships we've been in. And I've, I've had, now when I say I've had shit taken from me, I'm not talking about, oh no, I woke up with a broken heart. No, I literally had my entire apartment, apartment cleaned the fuck out oh, by my ex-fiance you, you had a pair of superman shoes and i get those for you i know uh, well no They're you not, didn't thank you though thank you for the, so no that was the new girl was it the new girl bought, oh yeah she bought me thank you for room. opening up that room oh, but weren't they like so lit on fire the new girl yeah the chucks so this was me going through my phases of depression in between relationships, but I never went through all the phases like I told you. So in between getting out of my nine-year relationship and going into my four-year relationship, I got, I was kind of going through that anger phase and I just became a pompous asshole. So I had my new girl come over while my old girl was there. Old girl got pissed off. One thing led to another. Because you guys were roommates at that time. Yeah, right? we were yeah. roommates still. So one thing led to another. They I couldn't come home for a few days. This fucking female not only moved all her shit out, left my door unlocked, apparently sent out a blast or told a bunch of our surrounding apartmenters mm -hmm. uh that they could just come in and take whatever they want yeah, which was, was all of my shit yeah, it was all open season yeah. so please believe me when i'm not i'm not just sitting here on a soapbox being like yeah it broke my heart i'm not doing that what i'm saying is we've had some bad experiences however had we taken the time after those bad experiences to like i said redirect ourselves to kind of re uh what's the word i'm looking for like kind of redesign 
design our floor plan you know what i mean build from the ground up on ourselves had i taken time to focus inward instead of forcing everything outward i probably would have been way better prepared and probably not have jumped into that four-year relationship mm -hmm. had i given myself that breathing room but i didn't so of course it was oh you know stroke my ego make me feel good make me feel like a king you know i don't want to feel like i have to do too too much work because i'm still kind of tired from that relationship but you know let me know if you need something i i, I just kind of let it all go and that was that was an even bigger problem because now i have not only do i have an issue i haven't addressed from my past relationship i am now turning that into a brand new issue into this new relationship and expecting this person who's pretty much a stranger to me to understand it and to help me get through it and that's not right i put i put something on her shoulders that she didn't ask for and that i have to take accountability for that was all me i wanted her to fix my issues and i'm the only one that could fix my issues right so after that relationship and after i finally allowed myself to go through all of the stages i had a turning point you know i had that 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 aha moment where it's like light bulb but you know it's just that situation where it's just like shit if i want better i have to be better and and going to the gym hanging out with lynn seeing him in his relationship at the time seeing all my other friends around me kind of just having their own little pieces of success it's like damn i have to change the way i think it's not that i don't deserve a good woman it's that i haven't raised myself up to the level where a good woman would notice my happy ass so of course i'm i'm attracting all the bottom feeders all the you know the girls that have i'm sorry to say the girls that are broken you know that have just been through something some type of trauma some type of situation that they just can't seem to recover from i i haven't gone through those situations so i can't empathize with you on that level so off top we're already starting off on two different two different footings here and we need to find some level of commonality but i wasn't yeah it's it, it, it's kind of like a synchronicity mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what i mean i wasn't giving myself time to to readjust and so after i took that two to three year break of of being single i finally came around to the last step of accepting the fact that you know what what is is and what was was i'm not a bad person and they are not bad women mm -hmm. we just made bad decisions and this relationship couldn't handle right. it i'm sorry i was just looking at a motivational yeah. quote we we're saying um everyone is i just it's weird that it popped up at the same time we we're talking about this <laughs> everyone has gone through something that has changed them in a way that they could never go back to the person they once were yes so exactly it's yeah it's weird that that popped up it, but and yeah. that's 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 literally yeah, the, the seven stages of grief all off top yeah when you come to that acceptance and you accept the fact that you are a good person Changes and you, you have a lot to offer somebody else it it, it it does it gives you it gives you a new set of it gives you a new pair of eyes a new set of glasses it kind of helps refocus your perspective because your vision can become blurred by negative emotions and feelings to where you won't allow yourself to reach that turning point that leads to acceptance a lot of people just get stuck in that anger and that depression and that guilt and they just get stuck in those three and they never come out of it and they just keep dragging it from one yeah. relationship to another and then they they procreate so now their kids are getting to deal with it and everybody around their children's dealing with it and it just becomes a, a vicious cycle of of anger depression hatred guilt but you never gave yourself a chance to to heal you never gave yourself a chance to be like look it's okay you know what i mean i've made a bad decision i'm sorry and i'm a better person for it i said this thing i shouldn't have said and i'm sorry i'm a better person for it and now going into my next relationship i can put those lessons to work i can put those almost like i can put those bleeding scars to rest because i've healed mm -hmm. so it's not a matter of okay am i opening up an already open wound bigger it's more of i've tended to my wounds i've rested i've given myself time to to, to re 
rethink my strategy. Okay, time to get back into it. And that's exactly what it was. And I found the woman I'm with now, and I've been with her for a little over four years, thankfully, and everything is going way better than any of my past relationships. But had I not let myself reach that turning point of positivity where I just accepted what happened without any any strings attached, I just accepted it. I don't hate you. I might dislike you. I don't want you dead. I don't, uh, nothing like that. I want you to be just as wealthy, healthy, and successful as I want to be. You know what I mean? Love, peace, and chicken grease. We have to accept it and move on. And that's what helped me become a better person. So, you know, I, I, I really wanted to get into this because a lot of people, like I said, they get stuck in those three stages and they never let themselves come out of it because they're too busy beating themselves up. You know, like me and Lynn always say, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, man. Like give yourself a minute to breathe and accept that, you know, what you've done, you may not have liked. What that other person did, you may not have liked. But guess what? What happened has happened. How are you going to make yourself better from it? How are you going to build off of that? Really quick, you know, uh, I just, you know, I, I, I want to apologize to Lynn. <laughs> because i i i wasn't originally uh, this was not my idea yeah. this was his idea it's i was okay. gonna let him run the show no 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 you, and then you, he got you, me you. thinking I, I figured which is funny is we both started talking and said okay so this episode's not gonna be about a tangent <laughs> and nine out of ten almost every single time it turns into a tangent which i mean you guys listen so and it's, i'm, it's, I'm it's, hoping it's, this stuff's helping it's, it's relatable it's because you're it's not like you're just talking about nonsense that people don't no. relate or communicate with no. everybody when i talk to people about this like oh you know i went through or i'm going through the exact same shit yeah so you know I mean, this it, isn't it, to bash no, people. No, no, it's it's a compare and contrast. It's it's good. It's something that people need to hear because a lot of times people have it on their mind and they don't know how to they don't know how to cope with it because they think they're the only ones going through it. Yes. Um. I mean, what we started this podcast on more than anything was, I don't. What is it? It was like mental health and just wellness, self improvement, self improvement, mm-hmm. being a better individual. Yeah. You know, we still cover current events and we try to make you guys laugh and add in little bits of things here and there, but it always revolves back to being a good person, being a hardworking motherfucker. But yeah. taking care of the people that are in your life you know being a loved one being a father being a mother being a parent whatever. being whatever you know, loving yourself exactly being whatever you need to be be 100% of yourself regardless if you feel like you're not what other people want as long yes. as you're being 100% of that yeah. it's better than just not trying at all because yes. I'm sorry but I, I can't I can't be that person that I, I start to get stir crazy if I'm yes. coming home I go to work come home eat shower play a game watch a movie go to bed rinse wash and repeat if yes. that becomes a consistency Mm-mm. Yeah, you know, and I will bitch about it from time to time that I feel like I I, I do too many things at once. Right. Like even before, you know, before D came here today, like, you know, I got up at work at 545, got to work at 630. There was a whole clusterfuck <laughs> of just being scheduled wrong and trying to figure shit out. By, guy, by the time I got off, I drove all the way across town to go mm-hmm. to the chiropractor to have him work on me because I've been having like an impingement issue in my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Went home, showered, came back, did that again, did the whole haircut, came back home, started doing dishes and cleaning. D's here now. Hi. And we're recording now. I'm going to eat i still got to clean and do laundry and then i got to go to bed and redo the same fucking yep. thing again so i've always had this time where it's like yeah i'm not doing a bunch of crazy exotic things but every moment of my life i'm doing it matters i'm doing you something make it count. i'm making yeah. it count if i don't make it count and i just come home and do nothing i go to bed thinking fuck i just wasted a day right and i don't this ca- is this i don't is count a turn this is a turn yeah this I don't- is a turn for lynn yeah. you know what i mean because like he said like he said we're people pleasers mm-hmm. he's always been okay what's my girl doing what do we got going on you know my girl's got this going on she's got that going on you know he works his lifestyle around his woman and that's you know because that's just how we were brought up treat your woman like a queen and so with him being in the situation he's in he's taking more time to focus on himself and it's good because
because now it's a construction of instead of like he said jumping from one boat to another one burning ship to another he's building his own boat and now somebody right. can jump into his boat yes i think you know it's, what i mean it's, it's coming to the point i've got tired of treading water and i can swim but i'm tired of going into somebody else's house aka another relationship and mm-hmm. reestablishing when i want to be the one sitting there with my boat and everything built the way i wanted to so someone's coming to me because right. i noticed that with every relationship we've gone to it's us chasing the other person yes not us being chased right so you gotta like i said train your body train your mind train your spirit train your emotions yes i need to be fortified in a whole version so when someone does come to finally want to do right. something with me or they are there i'm already established so right. if they go right if they go i'm like okay you're fine. good i'm good right. i'm fine I'm and, already, and I'm already when they come on you're not an emotional fucking wreck no, either dude. you know they what i mean <laughs> they, you know that the person that's coming doesn't deserve your bullshit they don't past relationship. they don't no. you know what i mean that's not fair to you and that's not fair to them so you know i hope guys i really hope this kind of helps giving you some enlightenment you know if you're going through a situation it doesn't necessarily have to be a relationship but if you happen to find yourself repeating the cycle you know those stages of grief and you're trying to hit that turning point you know reflect inward take a minute take a step back get a get a feel of your surroundings and then you know change your plan of attack gain a new perspective go at it again you know what i mean somebody famous and i'm sorry i'm really bad at you know quoting famous people but it's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different outcome that is what we do every day on a daily basis we are insane and so now it's time to get a little more sane and it's time to take our heads out of the clouds get our feet on the ground and push through whatever stronghold whatever difficult situation we're going through (laughs) whatever you're going through and get to the light at the end of the tunnel you know what i'm saying keep it pushing keep it pushing keep it pushing you gotta keep pushing that's the only way you're gonna be able to get the shit done that you need to get done so yep we fluctuate with these episodes like i said we hit the curve events every once in a while we hit these serious topics yeah the funny topics sometimes you're just going through shit i mean i'm 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 excited like i said with uh again we'll do the shout outs to the patreons and everything for helping us out thank Um, you now that we have actual funding coming through we'll be able to start setting everything up we're gonna be able to you know i i'm i'm already creating for the the shirts that are gonna mm-hmm. come up once we get the page set mm-hmm. up since we already bought the domain we're gonna start pushing the merchandise out you know anybody that jumps in as a patron i personally guarantee you i will send you a shirt mm-hmm. or give you a shirt from myself in the higher yeah, tiers yes in the higher <laughs> in the higher in tiers. the higher tiers i will pay out of pocket <laughs> to make sure that we have fans that are loyal because it, it becomes a, a community i'm not just trying to reach for for, for pocket change right. if i wanted to do that i would work we're not the x amount of overtime we're not that i'm already working for clout no i'm not hunting you know for clout I mean? yeah we don't need the fame it's just nice to be able to have a community of people that can actually agree with us i like when someone comes up to me and tells me hey i listened to your podcast and it made me feel good not hey i was listening to it because i needed background noise while i was driving or something like that <laughs> like i want to make you laugh i want to make you cry i want to make you pee your pants whatever you need to do in just order to feel kind of just just feel just, something yeah. other than what you're feeling because yeah. i do it a lot when i'm at the gym i do have other podcasts that i'm listening to and i know if i'm in my head Listening to music doesn't get me doesn't out of my shit. head. It doesn't yeah. do shit for it doesn't me. Do shit. It doesn't shit for if me. If anything, it might amplify. It. It'll <laughs> amplify what I'm feeling. If I'm on the drive to and from somewhere, I need to stay the fuck out of my head because yeah, I've got my demons. I I won't go into my seven steps. Um, do just just to time restrictions. Next time. Yeah, but um, I'm not one to very advertise my emotions too too much, just because I do have a lot of shit that I go through. Mm-hmm. Um, anger being one of the highest things that I deal with. You know, it's the reason mm-hmm. why I used to fight and do MMA and jujitsu and stuff like that to get my aggressions out. Mm-hmm. So my way of suppressing it to where i don't have these demons build up because my temper when i get there mm-hmm. like i t- fucking today starting today my temper i was taking it out on every little fucking thing and it was just it was cons- inconsistency with mm-hmm. me i i have a thing to where if i plan something out and the smallest thing changes it 
and it's something that I'm not doing, I've, I flip my shit. I'll sure. Hulk smash through everything. <laughs> and it happens so many times to where if it starts to become a snowball effect, everybody get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, I, yeah. Will, I will kill through anything yeah. I need to. And it's something that I know personally I need to work on just because I'm not getting any better with it. So what I'll do in order to help with these podcasts and stuff like that, or I'll listen to other podcasts, their right. comedy, their life, and stuff that's going on with them entertains me to get my mind to get the fuck out of what I'm thinking exactly. about. Exactly. So it gives you perspective. I'm hoping that with these episodes and these podcasts, even if you are just putting it on the back burner, it'll get your head out of, all right, you know, the shit going on in my life isn't that serious because these guys are talking about, <laughs> they're talking about rim, what did I say? Not rim jobs? What did I say? No, you said rim jobs. Did I say rim, you <laughs> said rim jobs? <laughs> they're talking about rim jobs as friends, as your outside friends. I want you to do that. I want you to go to your friends that aren't your friends. I was like, hey, so are you a best friend or are you a rim job? Are you a rim job? And then they'll look at you and be like, well, if they laugh at you, that means that's a best friend. That's a friend that's willing to be in the circle. But if they give you a dirty ass look and they're like, why the fuck would you say that? That's a rim job. You're a that, dirty sentient. Yeah, you're, you're, you're that outside friend that uh, I'll have a communication with you every once in a while, but you, now you're calling me a rim job, so yeah, it's not worth they're it. They're a fair weather friend. You fair weather I mean? friend, yeah. They, pa- they, they, they pass the time. They're only around when shit's going good, and that's, you know, that's the shit you got to be out Damn, careful right. for. But you know what? Don't worry about it, guys, because mm-hmm. guess what? We're not going anywhere. We're here. We have more than enough content to bring you guys. And guess what? We'll be back again with another episode. episode. So stay tuned. We're doubling them up. And so, you know, okay. You know, I I Mm -hmm. hope you're ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. I hope you're ready. You know how this goes. In three, two, one. Keep your head in the motherfucking clouds. And keep your feet on the ground. Always pushing. This is D. This is Lynn. Project Airwave signing out. Wear your face condoms. Wear your mask. You did good. You did real.